A big hello to you all. My name's Andrew Turton and I'm a local missional leader awaiting licensing for the North East Hub. My reflection today is entitled Messenger and it's based on Mark 1 verses 1 to 12 and today I'm using the New International Version. John the Baptist prepares the way. <clears throat> the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptised by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair, with a leather belt round his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And at once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. From a young age, I've always been fascinated with musicals. From the film Mary Poppins, when I was seven, to most recently, Back to the Future, the musical in Manchester, just two days before the lockdown. This love of singing and acting led me, at the age of 15, to join an amateur operatic and dramatic society in Bolton, and I've since appeared in around 60 amateur musicals around the North West. One of the shows I've always wanted to be in, but never had the chance to, is Godspell. I remember seeing it in Oldham for the first time about 35 years ago, hearing the voice of the actor playing John the Baptist starting to sing off stage prepare ye the way of the lord the track i've linked to my reflection today sent shivers up my spine i love the rest of the show including their rendition of the song day by day sung by mary magdalene godspell is based on matthew's gospel and although i wasn't at the time a practicing christian I think it was an early spark in my journey back to, to Christ. I also later found it was a favourite of my late wife, Cathy's, a fellow performer, and she had seen the original London production which starred David Essex. <clears throat> John the Baptist appears in all four Gospels, so why have I chosen Mark's version? I think because it is the Gospel which starts with John the Baptist and the quote from the prophet Isaiah in verse 2. I will send a messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. 
a voice of one calling in the desert. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight paths for him. I'd always been interested in John the Baptist. After all, he wasn't the Messiah, but was sent by God as a messenger of his word and to prepare the way for his son Jesus. It was also a passage we'd studied as part of the Bright School of Discipleship, Pesher course, that I'd finished in July this year. John has such an important role in Jesus' life, and yet we know little of him. First from before his birth, when Luke mentions his conception to Elizabeth, when in the womb he leapt with joy on hearing the pregnant Mary arrive. His father, Zachariah, was given the prophecy that his son would go on to prepare the way for the Lord. The next we hear of John, he is a grown man living in the wilderness, preaching that one who was to follow him would save the Jewish faith, that sins would be forgiven as he baptised people in God's name in the Jordan, telling people that the one who followed him will baptise them with the Holy Spirit and with flames. Have you wondered what his life was in between? Did Mary and Elizabeth meet up again? And did the young John and Jesus play together? When did he fully realise that he was to be the messenger? We then go on to the baptism itself, in which initially John asked Jesus to baptise him. But Jesus knew the prophecy had to be fulfilled and it, that it was John who should baptise him. What happened next was miraculous. The skies going dark, the clouds torn apart, and the spirit descending like a dove and landing on Jesus as a voice from heaven declared, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. With the Bright School of Discipleship, course we studied this passage in four levels based on the Haverim method of studying the Bible with friends. The third level of Haverim is the interpreted level which involves putting yourself within the context of the passage. I imagined myself as a teenage observer of the baptism who'd heard about the wild man by the river and wrote this letter he might send to a friend based on it. Hi Levi! <laughs> I have a strange, amazing story to tell you. I was hanging around with my friends Mark and Matthew, and after a few days of crazy adventures, we were starting to get bored and wondering what to do next. Then Mark said he'd heard about this madman, 30 minutes walk away, who was dunking people in the river. We had nothing better to do, so we decided to go and have a look and have a laugh. We set off. And it was easy to tell which way to go, as there were loads of people heading in the same direction. Were they going, like us, to see what this crazy person was up to? Or was there something special about him? When we got there, he was in the Jordan, pushing people under the water. He was a strange-looking man, wild-looking, long hair and beard, and was wearing this strange coat that looked like it could have been made of camel hair. Mark said he heard he'd lived out here in the wild and lived off wild honey and locusts. Ooh. Someone in the crowd said his name was John. We got nearer to the bank and we could see a queue forming of people to be submerged. I could hear him now and he said he was baptising them in the name of God and that would forgive their sins. 
At first, I laughed with my friends. But then I thought about things I'd done and thoughts I'd had, which God may not like. And I wondered if these would be forgiven. He said he wasn't the Messiah, though, but only the messenger, and had been sent to prepare the way. He was here in the wilderness. He reminded me of what the prophet Isaiah said that we'd learnt about in the religious classes. As I was watching, the next man from the waiting line went to John, who looked up at him, and it was as though something special passed between them. They hugged each other like brothers, and then John hesitated to baptise the man and said something to him, but I couldn't quite hear it. The man replied and nodded, and John submerged him and said the baptism words he had been using. As the man came up, something extraordinary happened. The sky at first went dark, and then as it cleared, a beam of light lit the man up, like a bird from the sky, and I heard a loud voice saying, You are my son, who I love. With you I am well pleased. We watched the man leave and he turned and walked quickly into the wilderness. He seemed as though the beam of sunlight was still on him. We were all in shock. I thought at first it was just me who had heard it, but Mark and Matthew and all the crowd round me started talking about what they'd seen and heard. Who was this man? They said he was called Jesus and was a carpenter's son from Nazareth. Where had that voice come from? Was it from God? Could he be the Messiah we'd been waiting for? We decided we'd all go back to the river the day after and get baptised. We then went into the wilderness and tried to look for the man. We didn't find him. Forty days later he appeared again. There's something about him and the stories he tells. I think I might follow him. Yours, Andrew. John the Baptist continued to be a messenger for Christ, as mentioned in John 3 saying to his followers, who were upset that Jesus was also baptising, that you can only do what is given from God, and as Jesus is God's Son, his right to baptise comes from heaven, and that Jesus promises them, and us, eternal life in heaven. John's story ends with his imprisonment and his tragic death, ordered by a drunk Herod, who asked Salome what wish he could grant her, as a reward for performing her Dance of the Veils. She, of course, asked for the head of John the Baptist. In fact, in three days' time, on the 29th of August, the beheading or decollation of St John the Baptist is observed in some churches worldwide. John's legacy is that he reminds us that we are all called now to be God's messengers and to spread the word and the love of Christ. We, not, we may not all be able to baptise, but we can be a messenger. There is still a need for us all to prepare the way of the Lord. Sung here in the YouTube link below by David Haskell and the Broadway cast. And I shall finish as the Lord commanded us, and on behalf of all our neighbours who do not know how to pray, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May God bless us and show us compassion and mercy. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.